here. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome a very, very special guest today. He's a very good friend of mine. And there is uh, so much to talk about. We're going to try to figure out how we can do this in 30 minutes because uh, Mike and I can talk all day and we haven't talked in a long time. So we have a lot of catching up to do and we're going to do some of that catching up right here. He's got over 1,200, over 1,200 five-star reviews, ladies and gentlemen. That's legit. He caters to the states of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, and New Hampshire. He's done weddings for the NFL athletes, the New York Yankee athletes. This guy is no joke, that's for sure. He's received the Couples' Choice Award. He's a Hall of Famer from the Knot, and he is the owner of of music man entertainment but ladies and gentlemen i like to refer to him as my little brother <laughs> would you please welcome to the program mike grassi good morning mike how's it going hey what's up buddy everyone out there thanks for watching listening i'm doing great man it's early <laughs> I'm used to going to bed at three or four in the morning. I getting up this. Morning. No, thanks for me. I'm, I'm kidding. That's I'm kidding. all right. So how did how did I do on all those nice things I said about you? Were they oh all God, was man. it correct? Shit. You should have said like he used to wash dishes at Armory Grill from the age fourteen to the age eighteen. He washed. Wash cars at Altieri's Auto. <laughs> then he saw me and became a DJ. That's right. That'll be my new introduction. Former dishwasher from the Perillo's <laughs> Armory Grill. Car washer from Altieri's Auto. Let's welcome. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, this is all kidding aside, though. This is early. Oh, you're like a you're like a real musician man because i you know i'm asking friends and stuff hey be on the show you know i'd love to have you on the show and they're like yeah well do your show 10 o'clock at night and i'd love to be on it and what's wrong with you people <laughs> oh man so mike how how you doing man you doing all right i'm actually doing great man no complaints you know waiting to get through this thing hoping that the curve comes down and you know the we need everything back on track everybody's got to do their part so you know um that's that's what it's all about you know making sure everybody's doing their part and staying safe and quarantined and uh so we can get out of this thing as quick as it started so hopefully yeah well that that's uh that's our goal and and uh, i know you've got some exciting stuff to tell me about yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna go down that road and talk about you know what what is uh, going on in the wedding industry uh, during these tough times and and what happens to a guy like yourself who hasn't had a weekend off in 24 years you know what i mean yeah, and no, uh, <laughs> try 30 try 30 something years <laughs> how many well you know i was thinking about that this morning because you know and just for our listeners uh, a lot of a lot of them know my relationship with you and uh that you know used to used to come out and help me when when you were 14 yeah. years old and stuff but then i was thinking how long has he been doing this and i know my son is 23 and he, I got out of the business when he was born. And I think that was like when you officially like, all right, you know, let's go. So, but it's been longer than that, huh? Um, I'll tell <laughs> when brides ask, I just say a long time now. Cause I don't want to say the actual year, but I'll say it today. It's been 30 years, man. Since wow. 1990. Wow. Yeah. How old are you? That How old What's are you? That? But you're only 34. 25. <laughs> 
I'm 48, man. <laughs> 48? Whoa, you're yeah. catching up, man. <laughs> I met you. I was 12. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. That's it. I was like, you play this guitar. I want to be in a band. <laughs> well, I, I love, I love the story you told um, when we had the little dinner after my dad's funeral. My dad loved you, by the way. So, uh, my dad freaking was the king. He, he thought you were the king when you were like 14, 15 years old. Was it was hot out. So He's like, hey, Mike. Why don't you go up to the house and take a dip in the pool? <laughs> so I'll tell I'll tell the story. So to make to make this crazy story even crazier. So I was like 14 working at Altieri's Auto. My dad had known Joe and Joe Altieri and Anthony, his brother. Oh man, died. Uh, met those guys. But but, but uh, the funny thing is, so they Anthony hired me to work at Altieri's Auto in the shop. And uh, one day his dad comes in. He's like, what the hell are you doing? You can't have some 14-year-old kid working in the shop. And he's like, <laughs> and Anthony was probably in his like, tw early 20s. You didn't even have so working goes, papers. Yeah, I didn't even have anything. So he goes, no. He goes, you can't do that. That's illegal. He goes, you want to come to my house and paint my house? Like, I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'll, I'll do whatever. Sure, whatever you'd like. So after working at the shop for like a few weeks, I got to know a guy by the name of Walt Martin, who's awesome, by the way. Greatest guy. So, uh, but an older guy, you know, kind of, you know, always been there and was like the right hand guy. So, uh, I would come down to the shop after painting at, uh, Joel Terry's dad's house all day. And I would come down to the shop probably about three o'clock soaking wet. And Walt would be like, why are you soaking wet? And you're like, well, I went swimming in the pool. And he's like, you went swimming in the pool. He, you know, he's a, he was a firefighter at the time, you know, very tough guy, great guy, though. And he goes, what, what do you mean swimming in the pool? I go, oh, well, I get done at, like, I don't know, like, 2.30, and then I get to swim in the pool till, like, 4 o'clock if I want. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I worked for the Altieri family forever. I've never swam in their pool. <laughs> at 15, 14, 15 years old, I just thought that was normal. You worked a little bit. You got fed great. His dad used to like give me breakfast lunch fun stuff man yeah well I, I could remember like when you said it though and you go your father said go take a dip and that was my father's line i don't know where he came up with that go take a dip in the pool <laughs> that was that's old school when they when they talk like that that's old school such a great guy man. yeah he, he's missed great great dude so, li so listen, Mike, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, you and I have always talked to DJ business over the years and you've taken this thing to a whole nother level, man. I mean, and, and let me just start here by saying I'm extremely proud of you. I really am. Uh, you, you really, really, when I look at it, I can remember saying to you, Mike, you better be doing something else because you're not going to want to do this your whole life. You know, me talking like big brother, right? You don't want to have every weekend tied up for the rest of your life. And now I look at you now and I go, thank God he didn't listen to me. <laughs> well, as you know, any of my friends know, I just wanted to be in a band. I yeah. wanted to be a singer in a band. Obviously, that's an work. <laughs> well, yeah. You gotta have talent for that. So. But uh, Joe was a DJ. And when I was working for Altieri's Auto, you know, Joe, Joe had a, you know, it's funny because people say, why did he get in the DJ business after 5,000 plus events? And it's been great and it's been awesome. The funny thing is, I say, well, I was like 15 working for this garage and this guy, Joe, is also a DJ. And he had, <laughs> he had always had beautiful girls, an awesome car and money. And I had none of those things. And I was like, I think I'll become a DJ. <laughs> yeah, well, the funny thing is, I still have, I got a beautiful girl. Oh, I have an awesome car, but I have no money, man. <laughs> So, you know, listen, hey, funny, some things remain. Funny, funny, does, 
money's just a thing. Man. It's so just the thing. You can't even go out of the house and spend it today if you have it. You exactly. Know? <laughs> so what does it matter? You got your health. You got everything. Uh, so just a, a real quick rundown, and then, and then I do want to dive into the wedding industry and 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 what's going on and how it's changed. Absolutely. But but looking at your website, man, you're not only doing music services and providing the music, you're doing uplighting, uh, you're doing video presentations, photo booths, furniture rentals, game rentals. Like, what am I leaving out? I mean, do you do tuxedo rentals and gowns? No. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you'll go get the tuxedo for somebody if they needed you I to. I know you listen, would. <laughs> listen, I tell I tell my clients, listen, I'll shine your shoes and you can put it on Instagram on your wedding day. I don't care. I'm a hard to look me. I like the stipulation if you can put it on Instagram on your wedding day. <laughs> You're always marketing, brother. You're always marketing. <laughs> Shining your shoes, put it up. <laughs> but yes, I'll do whatever it takes to make. It's not hard, man. You just make people happy. You know? Yeah, yeah. But tell tell me a little bit about this progression over the years on how you grew um, this business from being the well, guy who went out to the local school on a Friday night right. to you know you well, you you've built a, a substantial uh, business here in the in the in the entertainment well, business in the world. Well, with the invent of the internet, it definitely helped everything because you know back in the day, you know you go from advertising in the yellow pages where you get a bold listing, which really doesn't do much, you know, to advertising maybe on a placemat at a local diner to then the internet happens and then reviews and the reviews the reviews are what really really helped me. I got in that game early with people reviewing me, which I'm very blessed to have those reviews. But, uh, you know, with that and, and just in, in the technology, I mean, you know, I mean, back in the day, I remember you used to have records when you first started. And then I, I remember I was this 20-year-old kid going, 18-year-old kid going, ha-ha, I got CDs. Yeah. Now the kids go, wait a minute, you actually paid for your music back in the day? It's free, isn't it? So, I mean, everything became much more compact. And then with the invent of, like, vans and, and transportation, things became easier to so like go with uplighting like uplighting wasn't even a thing people still to this day listening might not even know what uplighting is it's basically floor to, floor to ceiling lighting that you place all these little pods all around a venue that light up the walls you know you can go with like a candlelight mode during dinner and cocktail hour then it goes to the beat afterwards stuff like that and then a monogram which is your name like on the wall or dance floor to furniture rentals i just happen to see these gigantic throne chairs that are that look like a king and queen would sit on you know and then game of thrones did, didn't hurt either because people started typing in throne chairs so that kind of blew up uh light up letters they read lover mr and mrs then the photo booth i didn't want a regular photo booth. i wanted this really cool one that it's a mirror that you write on so everything just one on top of the other i just tried different things and they some of them have worked extremely well some some been okay but just keep, kept doing it man i don't know i guess there's a there's a market for everything as long as it's within the wedding or party industry i'm getting yeah well it's fun. yeah well i remember years ago it, it, when you and i were toying with the whole e-commerce thing and and oh, uh God, you, yeah. you started yeah. selling disposable cameras online right i mean right. you're like an innovator <laughs> yeah. man you're on a cutting edge all yeah. the time yeah man. I remember, man, it was like right. Yeah, I remember I had the wedding reception supply. I forgot about that. Wedding reception supplies.com and wedding reception gifts.com. And the funny thing was, I remember buying those domain names, which were worth a ton of money for nothing, pretty much. I just bought the names back in, uh, God, it was the year. It was the year when the Super Bowl it was right before the crash. So, what was that? Um, 2099 i think 1999 2000 when we i think it was going into the early 2000 when the market crashed 
And I remember that year, all the Super Bowl had all the dot coms on it, and they were all these businesses that you know were worth on paper a billion dollars, yeah, right, even making any money. And then when I did this thing, everybody was like, "You're going to sell stuff online? That's never going to work." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I think it's going to." Yeah, ten years, ten years ago, and now today, everybody's sitting home buying everything online. You don't have that. You don't have the e-commerce store anymore. (laughs) What's that? No. Yeah, what would you oh, say it was 20 years ago? 20, yeah, right, 20. 20. I'm sorry. Well, hey, it's Monday morning, man. I'm my math. Is, oh, I know, man. My head's still a little foggy. I had a rough weekend. <laughs> so well, awesome. Yeah, it was 20 so, years. It's funny. I, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun. Now, now, where are we today? You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I listed off all the services that you're offering, right? And <laughs> and you know, you're a guy that's booked, you know, a year or two in advance because when you want the best, it, you have to schedule them uh, in advance. But where are we today? Now, all of a sudden, this virus comes along, and Ooh. boom! Now what? You know? Yeah. Well, it's just like anything in the entertainment business. I mean, as we saw, like. The first people to get shut down was the hospitality industry, which is basically what I'm in. So, you know, I, I saw it coming when, you know, basically the last um, pretty well, I'll talk to you about some things that were recently, but the last real deal event was on uh, Saturday, September, excuse me, Saturday, March 14th was the last wedding that I had. So the last real deal thing, um, because what had happened was the state of New York, for anyone that's not listening, um, Basically, it went from like all of a sudden, like it was safe to be in a, in a facility or anywhere like at a mall, 500 people. And then a week later, it was like 250. And then it was on the 14th of March. It was if you play, if you were at a venue for a wedding or a restaurant, if the occupancy, say, is 500 people, it went down to half the occupancy. Half so every, every other chair. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, at a big wedding of 250 people, then like two days later, it was 50, then it was 10. And then we all saw the writing on the wall. It, it was pretty much shut down mode at that point. And it, it does stink. But listen, we, we got to do the right thing. And, you know, I mean, it, you know, we, we got, you know, I mean, this is the only war we've ever fought where we can be sitting watching Netflix all day. I don't think it's a lot for the people to ask well, us to do. You, you know, know, and I, and I was can't screw this up you know what i mean yeah so i was thinking about that the other day you know obviously you still have some people who um will not quarantine they're you know they're you know refusing. i saw i saw the pictures you know in, in the food markets in los angeles and it's like i mean listen everybody wants to be out but you can't be and if you're gonna be out if you gotta run to the store or something you know do the right thing it's like you got to do the right thing because when you look at people like Sue Hagedorn that posted a picture with this gigantic plastic face mask and like um, a couple other people I know that work for the hospital. I mean, like these people are putting their lives on the line. I mean, well, sit home and watch Netflix and they're going to freaking kill you. Yeah. And that and that's that was uh, the point I was going to make is that, you know, some people say, well, you know, I don't need to. It's my constitutional right to do whatever I want to do. I can go wherever I want to go. And then. And then you think about the people on the front lines, putting their lives on the lines, taking care of patients each and every day. Right. All we're asking from you is to stay home. <laughs> like, right. like we have the easy task, man. We've got right. the easy part I, of know. the deal. And, and the thing is, too, I mean, I think people do overreact. I mean, the mandate thing is basically just stay away from people. If you're going to go for a walk in the park, or, and that's, I'll tell you about what I'm going to do later today, which is a really unique idea. But, um, you know, just make sure you stay away from people. I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, I, I think after a couple of weeks now, it's 
it set in with me mentally. I think that was the biggest thing is I worked every pretty much from the days of dishwashing in the eighties at Perlow's Armory Grill to, you know, working at the shop to being a DJ. I mean, I've worked every Friday, Saturday, most Sundays since I was a kid. So this is very odd for, for me to be home, but it's all good. You know, I mean, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's for a bigger picture. You know what I mean? So, well, so listen, I noticed uh, something on your on your website when it said uh, you've done weddings for NFL athletes, uh, yeah. New York Yankees, uh, folks from the team. Uh, talk to me. Come on, spill the beans. They're married. There's a good chance they're not married anymore. Who knows? You know? <laughs> they were really good people. Um, the funny thing is a few of them, or one of them was um, Josh Beekman from Amsterdam. Josh, who played for Chicago Bears, greatest family, the Beekmans, gotta love yeah, them, they're yeah, awesome people. They sure Huge are. 300 person wedding at the Desmond. And it was pretty funny because it was at the Desmond, so Josh, who I think, well, he went to Boston College, so um, everybody thought like he was gonna invite all his friends from the Bears, which he, I think they might have been there, but as Joe knows, I don't know really anything about sports, <laughs> I'm just rock and roll. I can tell you who the guitar player is in a band, but I can't tell you. <laughs> he started quarterback for whatever team other than probably the Patriots or who knows, Tom Brady. But uh, it was funny thing was, so all the uh, Desmond, which is a big wedding facility in Albany, that's where Josh had his wedding. And uh, at the same time, there was something going on with like the Boy Scouts of America. So there were all these like little kids there that like most, you know, most kids grow up loving sports, you know? So the thing was, Josh invited all these people. Well, he didn't invite like, a, like all the team of the Bears. What he did was he invited a bunch of his friends that went to Boston College with him that were now quarterbacks and running backs for all the they were like superstar nfl players right. so you had walking through the desmond all these superstar nfl players and all these little kids recognizing them it was, <laughs> That's just, good. it was the funniest coolest thing and i'm like i have no clue who these guys are yeah. um so that yeah, was like, one of them they were great they were great i did another one for uh a guy that was on the saints and the steelers that one was really really cool on new year's eve a few years ago over at the hall of springs and then the other one was a gentleman who, who it was weird because he kept downplaying. He's like, I don't want a lot of attention on me. Don't want a lot of attention on me. And I just thought it was so strange because like he was the nicest guy in the world. Well, at that, this is a few years ago. We had not met. It was everything was done over the phone. So I show up. I'll never forget. It was at the Glenn Sanders mansion and uh, they all get out of the limo. These guys are gigantic. I'm five foot four. So I'm pretty, as I said to my wife, I'm average height, but I'm really not. I'm pretty small. So all these guys are getting out of the limo. You're average height. I didn't know there was an average height. You just made that up. You're trying to make yourself feel good in front of you. Cruz is five five, so I don't care. So, but, uh, and Bruno Mars is my size. Oh, there you go, man. You got nothing to worry about. So these dudes get out of the limo, and I'll never forget, they're all getting out of the limo, and I'm watching these guys get out of the limo because I want to congratulate the bride and groom and one of the, the managers of the Glenn Sanders mansion is standing there and I say to her I'm like oh my and at the time it was so long ago it was at before it was when there was wrestling but it was called the WWF and I said to the lady I go oh my god these guys all look like a bunch of WWF wrestlers I mean they were gigantic guys like Hawaiian looking dudes like gigantic like the rock, you know <laughs> right and right. the lady standing next to her is like I didn't even realize who she is. She goes, well, didn't my son tell you what he just retired from? And I'm like, no, who's your son? She's like the groom. And I'm like, what does he do? Is he a, like a wrestler? She's like, no, these are all pro NFL players. So I had no idea. And that's why he wanted to downplay everything. He probably figured I knew who he was and I didn't. He was, they were all great. They were great. New York Yankee dude. He was actually a Chicago White Sox um, dude. Tommy Canely, who's from the area. 
who got married down in Albany. Now he's a starting pitcher for the New York Yankees. He's an awesome dude. Oh, wow. He nice. A couple of years ago. It was awesome. Man. He's, he's a starting what, pitcher this year. Cause I'm like you, um, I know nothing about sports. Well, the funny thing was neither did I. And um, the, fun, the funny thing is he was like, they, they were, all these people were great. No egos. They're just normal people, man. They were really awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially with Tommy. The funny thing is, so at six months after his wedding, I'm at somebody else's wedding. And, you know, at the end of the night, you're breaking down the cables. You try, you know, you're just getting out of there. You know, like you, you don't want to bother anybody. You just kind of get done and pack up and load out. So the groom from a wedding six months later and his best man come over to me and they're like, oh, my God, you DJed um, Tommy Canley's wedding for the New York Yankees. And I'm like, no, he's on the White Sox. And they're like, no, he's a starting pitcher for the Yankees now. So uh, the funny thing was, it was in May. Um, because his wedding was in December, yeah, so it was like May, I think May or June, and we're having a, a pool party at our house, it was, I think it was Memorial Day, and I walk in the house to get something, and all of a sudden, some of my friends that are in sports are watching TV, and starting now, Tommy Canley for the New York Yankees, and I'm like, oh my God, he's like right on yeah, the TV. Yeah, it's good cool. stuff. Well, that's how, I, that's how I feel, Mike, when I go to a wedding, and you're the DJ. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I walk in, I go, what are they doing for entertainment here? Uh, man, listen, <laughs> I went up to the one wedding way up past uh, Wells. Oh, well, yeah, Jimbo's, yeah. Yeah, Jimbo's, right? And and, and uh, yeah. my good friends, uh, Craig and Emily, guy. shout out to, uh, to the Ryans. Great couple. And now uh, when they said Mike Grassi was the DJ, I, know, I felt like, wow, man, it's like a celebrity DJ here, man. When you're out of state and out of, out of, uh, you know, out of your area. But I, so I look at it like this. I just got lucky, man. The, 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 although I read a great quote once that said, the harder you work, the luckier you're going to get. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I will, I will do anything. I mean, I, honestly, as crazy as it sounds, like, I, like I've done everything in the last two weeks that needed to get done. I've painted the inside of the house, done everything, cleaned the house. Everything is perfect. Clean the garage. Yeah. Yesterday I'm outside. I'm telling Joe, I was, Joe yesterday was trying to contact me. And like, it was the only day where I had, I didn't have my phone out. Because I was in our woods, chainsawing trees, like moving wood, wood, like being in the swamp, like moving. It was like crazy because they had this big property. I go, who, who let you run a chainsaw, man? No, man. I'm good though. I got it. I bet I you are, man. I, I can see you now with your goggles on and your gloves. I swear to You're, God. Man, oh, I'm, I'm sure, so, man. You know? so, and then, uh, I don't know. So I'm bored, man. I don't know. I, I swear to God, I keep saying to my wife, I think I'm going to go to Walmart and work at night just to stock shelves. She's like, are you like, all my friends are like, are you for real? I'm yeah. like, yeah, because I'm bored and I want to like help out. <laughs> so that's I'm like, funny. Next? So if you see me at Walmart stocking shelves at some point, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on if I can keep myself on board for the next. Well, few call me when you do, and I'll come up and visit. So, but listen, I want to. I want to hear a couple things here. So, you know, one of the things that people don't realize when when you're working hard in the wedding industry and you're going wedding after wedding, how many weddings yeah. do you think you did over the years? Just quick number. I don't know weddings, but I know I've played five thousand plus events. That I'm positive. Five thousand. Yeah, you're like Bon Jovi for crying out loud. Five thousand plus. <laughs> yeah. No. So all right, but so. I want it to be, you know. <laughs> yeah, but with that said, and and I know, uh, you know, when God rest his soul, Sam Petrecki, good guy, wedding uh, photographer, guy, and, and he helped us both get in the uh, business and. And uh, you guys, him and you, man, I owe a lot to both you and him. Well, uh, God bless uh, him, man. He was a good guy. And and but when we 
the three of us would get together, we always had some funny story about, hey, what was your wedding like this weekend? Oh, you're never going to believe what happened. Like oh, like yeah. funny stuff. And I, I've got a quick story I want to share about the one wedding. The one wedding out of... I know which wedding. Out of thir- wedding I'm famous for. <laughs> yeah, so I want to hear your best, you know, killer wedding story. The, the stuff that you just don't plan when you put your tuxedo on and you're driving to the wedding, you're ready to set up your gear, you say hello to the banquet manager and the photographer and everything's good. And then all of a sudden the wedding just goes nuts. I have a story, but I want to hear yours first. <laughs> I think you know mine. I think a lot or a lot of people that knew me back from the 90s knew mine. And I will not name the people because they're actually awesome people and an and awesome family. I just don't know what happened that day. To make a long story short, I was DJing a wedding back in the, in the 90s. I was just starting. And uh, the funny thing was I was working with um, Sammy. Sammy wasn't there. Sammy had a... Uh, photographer filling in for him. And to make a long story short, I was watching the bride and groom at the uh, place they were they were getting re- they, they were at. And uh, during a family photo, I saw the groom get pushed by the father of the bride. And I was like, <laughs> it was weird, man. I guess the groom had put his hand on his wife's butt. I mean, it was it was like whatever. It's his wife. He was like, it was just having fun, right? So he pushes him. I'll never forget. It was at a hotel. I go down to the uh, front desk and I say to the manager, I think there's going to be a fight. Well, I'm a kid. So, you know, when you're a kid. Yeah, this is like you were new in the business when this was going on. He goes, there's no fights at weddings. I go, no, man, I I, I don't know. I got a weird vibe about this. He's like, Mike, he goes, you're just a kid. People don't fight at weddings. And I'm like, I don't know. So we're sitting having dinner with with the organist, the priest, the photographer and me. During, during this thing and we're like halfway through dinner and all of a sudden out in the hall you hear boom, 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 boom. The, the priest is going, hey, what's going on out there? I'm like, the Why priest. Find out? I, <laughs> and I knew right away. I walk out and woo, there was a battle royal going on out there between the, the, the father of the, the uh, bride and the groom's family and it was crazy, man. And the funny thing was they uh, kept the wedding going and, and the uh, best man actually filled in for the groom. And because the groom got out. thrown out. He got tossed out of the building. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Yeah, well, the father of the bride was paying for the wedding. He was like, he's out. <laughs> so the, keep the party going. So the groom, and this was the groom gets thrown out of the wedding. the 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 brother of the groom fills in. He cuts. He cuts the cake. He takes the garter off her leg. Right. He's doing all this stuff, and the groom the groom is outside watching through the window. He's watching through the windows as the cops are watching for him. It was crazy. And the funny thing was, uh, I had ran into him recently, and they stayed together for like I want to say like seventeen or eighteen years. Man, he was a great guy. Yeah, and and she was a great girl. It's just. I don't know. People are people, you know. It was it was just an unfortunate thing. Uh, looking back, it wasn't funny back then, but looking back now, it's hilarious. Oh, it's it hilarious! So you kidding? I, I I didn't tell you I was so. You know, when you're in the wedding business and you start doing you know weddings at like these elegant places, Hall of Springs and Glen Sanders. No, you start doing <laughs> weddings at the small places at the firehouse. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, exactly. That's where you start. But when you start doing weddings at the at the, at the, the elegant places. And then all of a sudden you get this phone call and they say, you know, and we don't discriminate and I'm not in the business anymore, but I didn't discriminate when I was in the business. So, you know, you're doing all these like high end weddings and people are just like 
throwing money out there and then and then you get the wedding and they call you up and they say hey uh, are you available on this date and you you say yes before you even ask where it is right, of course, <laughs> and and the, and uh so i go ahead and i book the whole wedding and, and then i get all done and i go okay so where's the wedding she says it's at the canna Jahari firehouse and i go uh, upstairs. Uh, upstairs. 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 So now I'm the like, hardest place to get into ever. Yeah. So now the you know the bride's all excited because I'm able to do her wedding and and what do I do now? So I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm not too good for the Canada Harry right. Firehouse. Yeah. It's it's all good. Right. So Same so thing. I go there, right? I carry all my stuff upstairs. I have no energy left to do this wedding. Like. No, Time I'm done setting up, and uh, so I get all set up and everything, and the bridal party's late. So you know how that goes. You're keeping people entertained. You're playing music. Right. You're, okay. you're you're walking around. You're meeting people. It's not all bad, but I'm you know yeah, you start wigging right. out. You know people in the kitchen are wigging out because the food is ready, and we're like, mm -hmm. "Where's the bridal party? Where's the bridal party?" Well, all of a sudden the bridal party comes pulling in. And they're literally hanging out the sunroof of the limousine with a blender. They got a blender, a pitcher in their hand of kamikazes, kamikazes. They come pulling in the parking lot. Woo, woo. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be insane, right? Because they're revved up. And I, right. and I says to the bride and groom, I said, listen, we got to move quick here. The guests have been waiting. Let's, I couldn't even get this, this crew, this bridal party lined up. It was really frustrating. So now... I get them all lined up, and the and the, I introduce them right. The bride and groom, boom, boom, boom. The bridal party. Let's get them to the center of the dance floor. They're doing their first dance, and as they're doing their first dance, which I didn't choose the song. It's their first dance. They choose the song. This guy walks by and he goes, "DJ sucks," <laughs> and then he keeps going. And I'm like, what "The heck is that, man? It's my first song of the night. Like this is their song." And then I'm I'm doing the, the the bride and father dance. The same guy walks by. You know I mean, he's, he's he's had a few. He walks by. DJ sucks. I'm like, oh, this guy is really just he really getting on my nerves. Well, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the mother grabs the cake table and flips it over, like literally flips the cake table over. The cake goes on the floor, and this massive brawl breaks out. We haven't even had dinner yet. This is the beginning of the wedding. And the the family's fighting, and I'm never going to forget this. this. is a true story. There was a little kid standing there, and I was afraid for the little kid. This is a fist fight. People are on the dance floor. They're beating each other up. And I take the little kid, and I put her behind the DJ table, and I said, listen, stay here, okay? Because nobody's paying attention to this kid. And, and I'm like, this kid's going to get hurt. So the, the, little, the poor little girl, she was sitting behind the table, and all of a sudden this guy who was in a wheelchair – they knocked him. I don't mean to laugh when I say this because this is not funny. I'm not making fun of people in wheelchairs. He's telling the story. This, telling the story. This guy gets knocked over, and he's on the ground, laying on the side in his wheelchair. And I literally go over and I pick the guy up and I wheel him over next to the little girl. Like I'm lining up people who need to be protected at this wedding, right? That's I you. Man. Packed up my stuff. I didn't say goodbye to anybody. I didn't say anything on the microphone. I was literally carrying my equipment out the door, down the stairs, loading my van. While they were still fighting, they had no idea their DJ was leaving. And I left. And I just left. I'm like, I'm out of here. I never played that firehouse again.
Well, the firehouse is a good firehouse. It's just funny. No, listen, there is nothing like a good firehouse wedding. Come on, man. No. They're a blast for crying out loud. I, I agree. I, I would say to everybody, I don't care where the wedding is. If it's in your backyard or in the Central Park, I'll play there. <laughs> so. That's right. So, Mike, listen, um, where, where is the – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind now. We're going we're gonna to go back to so, – yeah, uh, I didn't really answer your question. Ba so back to the at? coronavirus. Where are we at, man? Yeah. I, all right. So where, where we're at is basically, I mean, obviously, you know, in New York State, nobody really knows yet. I mean, because New York State, unfortunately, has hit the well, New York City was hit the hardest. And then New York State, you know, I mean, I was looking at some total like New York City at, a few days ago was ranked like ninth in against countries. So it's, you know, it's pretty crazy. You know what I mean? It's 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 sad what's going on in New York City. Luckily, up, upstate, it's not as bad. Um, you know, we did have, we did lose a, a local hero in our community a few days ago, unfortunately. First corona victim in Amsterdam, great guy. Um, but, you know, I, I think we're all playing it safe up here. But, uh, uh, you know, with the whole corona itself, um, with the wedding business, we're at a standstill. It, it's the same with the restaurants. I mean, we're all, we're all at, a, we're at a standstill. You, you can't do anything. Um, you know, so weddings that, that I've had from after March 14th, all the way right up to pretty much the last week in, there's one that's still hanging on for the last Friday and Saturday in May that hopefully will be good by then. Right. But I've even had cancellations as far as June on um, people that just, they're just strict. I mean, you got to understand, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in this business and I love doing what I do and it's stressful when, you know, people are canceling and moving their dates, but it's way more stressful for the couples than it is for me. Well, so that's what I, yeah. Taking take a toll on a few of my brides and grooms, you know, um, one that was supposed to happen this Saturday. And it's so, it's so sad. They're such a great couple. Back in, in February, we went over everything at their home and, you know, the wedding was good to go. And she kept calling me saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I told her just like the, the shoe shining thing. I'm like, I'm showing up no matter what. If you need me, I'm there. I'm not I'm not not going to show up. But unfortunately, as we saw the numbers go from half to 50 to 10 to no businesses are open. So there was really no place for them to hold the venue or hold the reception at a venue. No, I mean, it, it was just sad. And, you know, she had gone and had her big wedding or bridal shower and stuff. I mean, it was really sad. So they ended up getting married. I saw I saw on Facebook, which is great um, on Saturday. But unfortunately, they weren't able to have the reception. And at this point, they don't plan on rescheduling it. Another one for this coming week um, that was supposed to ironically be at Jimbo's in May, the middle of May. Or no, excuse me. It was supposed to be at Jimbo's on the 11th of April next week, of course, they ended up having to move it to August. So everybody's a lot of people are moving it forward, um, you know, as far as months out, and then other couples are just canceling it outright. There's a girl that just called me um, last week, and hers is was supposed to be I think it was the first Friday in June, but she works for Albany Med, and she's a hero. She's working there you know, with, with the whole thing going on and she is so stressed out and she just decided we're getting married on that day, but I can't stress over if a venue is going to be open or not then. So she canceled her wedding and it's, it's sad because two or three people have just called off their weddings and it's, I feel horrible for them because they planned this dream day for two years, you know, and it just really, it really stinks. I feel horrible for them. And, but like I said, a lot of people are just postponing. So I'm encouraging anyone out there, whether you have me booked as a DJ or a band or anywhere in the country, please 
try to don't don't give up your dream of a wedding you know postpone it who cares if it's not on april 11th who cares if it becomes well, on a friday in november or on a thursday or a wednesday the people at your wedding are what make your wedding day not the actual day um, well, here's, I know you've got a lot of favors that are engraved but no one's gonna care people just want to celebrate your day but here's the other piece to this mike not only do they have to cancel their wedding some of these brides and the grooms are out of a job so so what do you do financially I'm going to postpone my wedding. A, I probably already have 50% of the money down because I gave a deposit right. to all these different Which vendors. Most do. Not with me, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but no, but, but, but you know, they, you, you gave money to the banquet hall that's now facing going out of business. So now I'm going to postpone my wedding at a place that I, are they even going to be here? Right. Am well, I going to have the money to even give them in September? So yeah, right. this is a, this is tough stuff. But the, I mean, it's we're in uncharted territory. I mean, but you got to remember that everyone in the world is exactly at the same thing right now. Right, you're well, not alone. Was, we're together, right? That's the that's was, the new I was slogan. Locked, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he, you know, he was saying like this is the first time ever. Like we, you know, we basically pulled the brakes on a booming economy and. Now we're going to restart it again in whenever. And this has never been done in the history of the world. I mean, how does it pan out? How does it work? And no, nobody really knows, although I will say this. I, I know there's a lot of fear of people going out of business, and I, and I hope that doesn't happen because that would be awful, especially in the wedding industry. But up our way, a lot of the businesses are really, you know, they've been in business a long time. And I think that they would be able to weather a storm like this for, for three months without going out of business. I'm, I'm pretty confident that so yeah yeah you know hey have you and i don't i don't think this thing is going to go longer than that i'm really hopeful that by the end of may or june we're going to be good to go are we going to be at 500 person weddings or 500 person outings i don't i don't think at least in new york that's going to happen but it's what not going to happen, happen i think it's going to go in reverse i think you're going to see one week where okay there can be 10 people in a restaurant okay the second week maybe 25 people in a restaurant you know, it, I think a lot of it is going to do with the occupancy of the place. And I mean, and that's the other thing. So if it does come down to that, some decisions are going to, some hard decisions will have to be made. I know we have 250 people invited to the wedding, but the state of New York is saying we can have half the occupancy and that occupancy is 250. So therefore we can only have 125 people, yeah. but 250 are supposed to show. So at this point, what are we going to do? Are we going to have the wedding? With 125 or are we going to postpone it so, what about what about virtual weddings are you are you seeing anybody uh, uh, come on really man. Listen, man i see everybody's <laughs> dj online and that's and that's great and everything but nothing is going to replace i want to hold a virtual wedding man come on you can man but i, I think it would be a lot more fun face to face oh no so doubt oh no, no, no. no listen we had a little party saturday night we had a good time 26 of us i know that was awesome <laughs> That was awesome. Virtual you, party. You know, for us, it's cool as guests, you know, and as a DJ, it would be cool. But for a bride and groom, they deserve, you know, for a couple, I should say, they deserve that day. They they deserve their day. And don't give up your dream. Hold any brides out there that are listening for, you know, June, July, August. Don't give up those dates because I, I honestly do believe we're going to be out of this before we know it. I'm praying for a miracle. A lot of people are praying. I mean, you know, I mean, good things are, are going to come and, you know, you know, we're going to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully really, really yeah. soon. 
you know, and, and the thing is, this is a self-imposed recession, you know, I mean, it stinks, but we're going to get back to work in America and, and, and things will pan out for the best, no matter what all the conspiracy theories say. I don't believe them. They can't think that way. That's right, man. Hey, listen, it was great catching up with you, man. I, I got to tell you. You're, well, hey, you're, you're, I got to tell you. Um, <laughs> so I've got, I've got something. I thought you knew about this, and I thought you were going to ask me. So um, I, I'm actually, I, I DJed last week in front of a few hundred people. And everybody's, and I put it on my Facebook. I put, today I'm going to be DJing for a few hundred people. And everybody's like, ha ha. It was on April 1st. It was April Fool's Day. And uh, it was funny. I, I thought you knew about this, which is great that you don't. So um, I put it on Facebook. I'm going to be out DJing today for in front of a few hundred people. People are like, what? That April Fool's, ha, ha, ha. Because everybody knows, like, that's not going to happen. That's not safe, of course. So the funny thing is, um, what ended up happening was I did play in front of a few hundred people last week. I played in a parking lot of a re residential assisted living facility. Oh, nice. All, they, well, the, the sad thing is they all, the, the people that are, you know, like, like Joe, like you're in your awesome house and I'm in my nice house and stuff and we've got property and, and land and stuff and we're able to walk around. But what a lot of people don't consider, and I didn't even realize this when I got the phone call from this assisted living facility. Like if you're in one of those facilities, they are so paranoid of this thing getting in there that those places are on severe lockdown. And what I mean by that is no one can come and go. Like families can't go visit these people. Yeah, absolutely. Anymore. Right. Um, the only people that can go in those buildings are employees. So therefore, these people are literally trapped up in their rooms, which are the size of a hotel room, basically. You know, and uh, you know they're they're trapped in their rooms pretty much the entire day. I think they said that they can go outside for like twenty minutes a day or something right, like that, right. get fresh air, and then they're stuck to their floor in these big assisted living facilities. So I was like, oh my god! I'm like, so when they called me, I'm like, how? How can I help? Like, so were you in like, a parking well, lot with their windows open? Well, it's it. Well, I, I, that's what I envisioned. Um, unfortunately, at a lot of these places, um, the, the windows are 75. Well, it's 100% glass, of course. 75% of the glass pane does not open. So they crank open a little window that V's out. And that's it, man. That's it. It isn't like they're able to open a window or go inside. So, the, I mean, like literally... It, it was very, very heartwarming, but at the same time, very, very sad because you feel for these people and you're talking people that are, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And, uh, you know, that's their life and that's what their life has become over the last few weeks. So I got asked to go do it and um, I did it and I literally played, I think it was 100 feet from the building and I rolled up and blasted. I don't want to say blasted, but you had it was funny. It was no, you blasted. Ever, you blasted it. A, a 90 year old person <laughs> said she went over to one of the, the ladies that had to help me outside. To don't tell me they asked you to turn it down. <laughs> they told me to turn it off, which is hilarious. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so I got to do that and it was really, really, really cool. And um, it was not only. Listen, man, everybody says to me, oh, that was so cool that you did that. That's awesome. And listen, thank you very much. But um, it was it was more awesome for me than probably anybody. Oh, sure. Sure. It's Absolutely. Not being, able to do, not being able to do what I do and being able to do that was awesome. But, you know, 
I'm playing everything from, and everybody was like, what'd you play? I'm like, well, you know, the standard old school 90s. That's right. Glenn Miller, man. What are you talking Glenn about? Miller. No, no, Glenn Miller. <laughs> New York, New York, brown eyed girl. That's it, this. man. <laughs> you know, so it was really, really cool. And uh, it was a great thing. It picked up a lot of traction, actually. So I'm hoping that maybe other people will be able to do this throughout the country because, you know, there's a lot of people hurting right now and a lot of people that are really sad, you know, think about that. You're in a, you're in an assisted living facility and you haven't seen your family in a month. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's no, sad, it's, uh, so. well, I mean, we have, uh, people losing loved ones and, and they can't hold the proper right, funeral and, and so forth. So, so I mean, like for us to sit home and have to watch Netflix, yeah, it is work. Yeah. Man. I mean, like, we got it. We got it pretty easy. Yes. We will get through this, brother. And I just wanted to say, isn't it great? When I thought you were going to say they told you to turn it down because the old people are really famous for. Can you tell the DJ to turn it down? Your speakers in every wedding. Uh, no, I know it's fine. Why do they put the old people in front of the speakers, right? And and I and I used to mess with them because they would come up to me, and you know, it's not all of them ask you nicely. They come up, you know, and they're like, "Can you turn it down?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm awfully sorry. Sure, no problem." And I'll go over there and I'll, and I'll touch the knob but i don't turn it down i don't do anything i just touch the knob no and then they look at me and they go oh thank you so much you're a nice younger man is your father richie <laughs> yeah, exactly. your father used to fix my car for eggs <laughs> yeah, no, so it's all about doing what you can now you know that's I mean, it i read it you're gonna laugh i read this quote but i i saw, and probably a lot of people did see this because it was on facebook there was a picture of this dude with gray hair and a baseball cap washing dishes. Did you see that picture? It was Bon Jovi, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And the, the quote was, if you can't do what you do, do what you can. And I thought that was – and here's a guy that's like, whether you like the guy or not, it doesn't matter. But the guy obviously sells out stadiums. And, you know, <laughs> that's right. No, he's a good guy, man. He's washing, and here he's washing dishes to help out. You know what I mean? And that's it, like doing this parking lot thing, you know. Well, as long as I will say this. Decide, I'm down with helping people out. But. I will say this about Mike Grassi from Music Man Entertainment is that you do what you love and you love what you do, brother. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining me here today, brother. I really enjoyed catching up with you. We'll chat offline. I'm going to keep you here until the end of the meeting. So, so sit tight, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to say, hey, you're waking up to the vibe. And we're here every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. We're just doing our part to uh, try to bring some smiles and some information into the living room.